Hello and welcome to Connected, the Business Post Technology Podcast brought in association with Dell Technologies Ireland. I'm Emmett Ryan and it's cold folks, it's 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 cold, I'm not going to lie, we're recording this Friday the 12th and I've had the heating on for three days straight, I never have the heating on, this is not like me, now only in the one room, don't worry, I'm not going crazy, you know, I'm still sleeping with the window open, like I, I've not completely lost uh, the run on myself, but that is the way life is right now, that's as exciting as it's getting here in Connected Towers, until of course I introduce my guest, who's going to liven things up greatly, and that is Russell Keating, he is the head of sales for the IT and mobile division at Samsung Ireland. Russell, welcome to Connected. Thank you very much, Emmett. Delighted to be here. Great to see you, man, and great to have you back. And obviously, it's uh, one of the busier times of the year for you all in terms of the front-facing side of what you do, because the S-Line is out, and with that, all the uh, ancillary products or family of products, whatever we all like to call it. So it's it's pretty busy at the moment. So how has life been for you going through this this phase where you're just getting everything out the door? Yeah, it's been a phenomenally uh, fast and a successful period, I have to say. I mean, one thing we, we, I suppose, are all aware of when we look back at last year and everything that's happened, and there's no need to go over it again. But just how vital technology has become for everybody. It's gone from being something that we're interested in to something that we all absolutely depend on. Uh, so from a an R and D perspective, you know, rather than kind of rest on our laurels, if anything, we sped up and we brought out our three flagship products a month earlier than normal. So we've just, as you said, uh, uh, brought to the Irish market the S21 uh, family of three products and indeed our new true uh, wireless headset, the Galaxy Buds Pro. Uh, so it's just been a phenomenally uh, busy but very rewarding period. Now there's a lot of products for us to get through but I'm going to so ask you to go through the highlights of them. So let's go with the S21s first as I'll you know, go with the family of them. We've got the regular S21, we've got the S21 Plus, and we got the S21 Ultra. Uh, I like to call it, you know, sort of, you know, the Goldilocks effect for one of them, obviously, in terms of the middle one. But uh, the Ultra, obviously, is the big flagship. So as in, as in the flagship of flagship, so to speak, within your within your line. You moved to three devices last year, and obviously that had some teething problems with the S20. They seem, from my own review anyway, to have been largely ironed out for the S21 Ultra. So tell us a bit about sort of, you know, what's different about it this year people are going to notice because the raw stats, I think a lot of people are just going to go, well, it's the same camera, right? But obviously underneath there's a lot more. So for people who don't know too much about that, tell them what they're getting out of an Ultra. Yeah, I suppose um, you're absolutely right. There's a lot of firsts in there. So from a technology point of view to begin with, it's the first handset um, in existence actually to support Wi-Fi 6E, which really supports smooth gaming and uh, and also streaming. It does have a 108 uh, megapixel camera, which you're right, we did have previous, but it does have uh, for the first time a dual lens uh, space zoom, which allows you to zoom up to 100 times. It also, for the first time, allows you to record in 8K. And the 8K video is so um, so large that you can actually take photograph stills from it. So it's incredible, incredible camera on it. Um, it's very much the camera for what's happening right now. I mean, everything that we've seen over the last years, people are using video calls and, and uh, you know, utilizing video content much more than they have done before. And this is very much a handset in response to that. Um, it allows you to have director's view. So when you're recording video, you can actually use, utilize and toggle through the different lenses on the device of which there are five, including the front facing one. And it allows you to have multi uh, microphone recording as well and a vlogger mode. So you can actually, whilst shooting something, let's say an interview like this, you can also put yourself in the frame with the front facing camera and the front facing camera will also support 4K video. So it's very much uh, in response to the demands of consumers now for video and also the camera, which is still the number one reason that people buy a smartphone. Now you mentioned the gaming part, which I've noticed across the board, I think this year it's fair to say all the phone makers are putting an extra emphasis on this part. Why is this the time really when it comes to sort of, you know, especially the flagship devices that we're seeing this extra oomph, extra push into gaming and obviously the power requirements that users expect for that? 
Yeah, well, I guess it's it's in response to a couple of things. One, uh, the pandemic, people are isolated. Um, I think it's also the gaming uh, industry is looking at mobile as a real opportunity to to grow scale. And in addition, I suppose we're we we have now uh, well into our five G launch, and I suppose these handsets all support five G. And mobile gaming is a great uh, example of the power of five G. So I think uh, the the pandemic has really led to an increase in mobile gaming, and these devices are are the perfect places to game on. And of course, one of the reasons I'm bringing up gaming is because of the broader impact gaming has on the needs of the handset, which is battery life. Now, again, great battery life on this. But again, is this an area we're going to see more work on from the likes of yourselves and other competitors over the next while to really just like, you know, get every bit of juice you can out of the batteries you're developing? Yeah, I think I think battery performance is hugely important. Um, you know, not just the uh, amount of hours that you can get out of the device, but also how quick it is to charge. And obviously, these support our, our second incarnation of fast charging as well. So your ability to to, um, to get a real quick recharge of the battery, both uh, by plugging in, but also uh, with uh, with wireless fast charge as well. But I agree with you. I think uh, charging uh, and electricity into the devices is the new currency. Now, you, you mentioned the Buds Pro there at the top, and I've got to ask one obvious thing that I think a lot of our listeners are, you're producing a lot of uh, these in-ear headphones, as they're called earbuds, I like to call them as a general thing, really fast. I think, is it like three lot, three in the sp- three different uh, uh, sets in the space of about eight months, I think I've, I've reviewed? Like, there's a lot of them. So what's the sudden, you know, urge to get as many of these out the door as possible well i think our if we look at our ecosystem and we look at last year i suppose it's it's fair to say that nobody and customers expectation is is that their devices don't work in isolation and that they're able to use all their devices at the same time and seamlessly change from one to the next and really i suppose our true wireless uh, headset range has been in response to that and very much in keeping with what's going on at the moment so the galaxy buds pro that you mentioned they bring a, a new auto switch feature so you can have them paired to your device they they pair extremely quickly uh, to a Windows PC. You can then obviously uh, switch automatically to your handset or indeed leave your ha- leave your handset at home, pair them to your uh, watch effortlessly and go out for a run. And I think it's just there. There something at the moment that helps us to uh, work, uh, but also to allow our downtime and live a more active lifestyle as well. I know it's just, they're like five months after the buds live, which because uh, like for those who if you if you haven't read my uh, rewards for tech of the year by the way, folks, last year shame on all of you for starters. But for those who don't know, the ultra of the S twenty got gold and the buds got uh, bronze across, and I was like you know my all gadgets combined thing. So that was like you know not even comparing like what like. So buds live, you know they were only like five months ago, and you're already doing an upgrade. And they'll still continue to be in the range. And actually, at the moment, we're offering them as a gift with purchase uh, when you buy the S twenty one ultra. And uh, now that it's actually launched in retail and online um, and they'll continue to be uh, available of course and, and very much part of our range but the the galaxy buds pro were really brought out to address an issue that some customers wanted to see us uh, improve on and that was noise cancelling so the galaxy buds pro really bring in um, a higher uh, noise cancelling performance actually on the device and, that- and as i mentioned with the s21 ultra they also support this multi-mic recording as well so it allows you to use the mic on your device but also on the headset uh, to get more professional video recordings and russell because you, you mentioned the noise cancelling because that's one I'm thinking of as well where I think we're going to see a bit of an industry-wide focus on that for the next few months because when I review these things, any gadget, my biggest person to run them off to see how the reaction is is my flatmate. 
And for him, noise cancelling of in-ear headphones is particularly important right now because we're in a pandemic. And, you know, he wants to be able to watch TV and I want to be able to watch my YouTube or play my games. And, you know, we both want to have sound, but obviously I don't want my noise interfering with him. So that's very much with the pandemic in mind, you're thinking of like wrapping up the noise cancelling, right? Absolutely. And I think we're, we're all trying to get away from the screens for a period of the day and taking some calls on foot going out for a walk. Um, and, you know, one of the things that we've noticed with previous true wireless headsets is you're still picking up the kind of noise of the traffic and also some of the noise from just just wind and, and street sounds, whereas the Galaxy Buds Pro actually takes all of that out. They have three microphones on um, on them, which enables them to isolate sound and remove it, which includes wind, but also they're intuitive enough to pick up voices. So if you walk into a shop and you're ordering a coffee, back when you were able to walk into shops and, and order coffees, but when you do that, it'll it'll hear that you're talking to somebody and actually turn the music down so you're able to have a conversation. So really intuitive, but things uh, features that are uh, very relevant for the times we're in. Now, obviously, this is an audio format, folks, so it's tell, don't show, but we also make sure that people can see it when I'm recording so I can do stuff like this. Russell, what am I holding here? Because this is the product I'd say most of our listeners are least familiar with. That's the Galaxy Smart Tag. So what is a Smart Tag? Because I'm thinking a lot of our listeners do not know what on earth you're talking about. Yeah, so it's a, a brand new technology from Samsung. We actually uh, brought it to market and bundled it as a pre-order incentive with the uh, Galaxy S21 family of products. But effectively, it's a locator for your devices. So you can actually uh, tag it to anything, tag it to your keys, tag it to an item, um, or indeed put it on a pet and it allows you in real time to see where those devices are and to find them easily. Okay, and like this sort of thing, where did you see the, the, the interest in this? Like what was the reasoning, you know, you're all thinking people want to be able to find stuff with their phone that isn't, you know, their phone or or whatever? Yeah, well, I think, I suppose you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, through Smart Things Find, which is a, a key, um, a well-used feature within our, our kind of our Smart Things uh, application on each device, uh, people are frequently looking for their Galaxy devices, their handset, their tablet. And this is just an extension of that. So allowing people to, to really use that same technology that we've built to find anything that's of value to them. Yeah, so for me, I'll probably attach it to my keys for those of you wondering, although the thing I could really do with something, although it would have to be a lot smaller because it's about the size of a postage stamp, too, still too small, too big. My glasses, they're the ones I need to have something that can find them, folks. So we need to work on that. Now, Russell, obviously we've gone through the products there, but I, the listeners aren't here just to hear a showcase show, showdown. They want to hear about what on earth is going on when you're trying to sell these things. So I'm not leaving my house. I'm guessing you're not leaving your house. I know I know our producer, Jack Kennedy, definitely isn't leaving his house. Pushing out consumer products when nobody's leaving their house not exactly the norm. So what's that been like? Yeah, it's been very different. And it's something that uh, it forced us to really, I suppose, uh, reinvent um, the way in which we normally bring products to the market. It, it's, I suppose, if you had asked me before we launched S21, you know, how confident was I, would I have been at that stage in terms of bringing premium products to the market during a pandemic? I would have said, yeah, there's a lot of challenges to that. But actually, we've just finished our, our most successful pre-order period ever. And at a time where, yes, in Ireland, the stores are all open, but let's be honest, there's nobody in them. Yeah, no one's walking into any store at the moment. Like, no way. I know that I know they're allowed open, but no one's actually going to them. No, exactly. I mean, it, footfall is 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 actively disencouraged at the moment. So, um, yeah. So we've really pivoted to a digital first strategy. Um, we uh, through our own Samsung.com, we've had uh, a lot of direct interactions with customers over video calls, um, and indeed through our partners as well. We've you know invested with them to improve in which the way their their products, our products, are sold through their e stores. And like you know, ordinarily we would see in Ireland, uh, retail accounts for 90% of all of our handset sales, uh, and indeed tablet and wearables and everything else. We've seen during periods of 2020, uh, online has now accounted for up to 70%. Now, we always see a strong rebound when the restrictions ease back into retail, but the investment that we've put into online is going to pay dividends as uh, customers are just 
far more conditioned to shop there now. Now, I want to ask you a bit about sort of the uh, specific functions of some of the devices. Not so much in terms of, you know, give me the tech, give me what they can do, but where you're seeing more people getting an interest. You've talked about gaming. What else are we seeing more people looking to do with their phones or looking to do with anything else at the moment? You're kind of going, oh, this is this is getting more interesting because I know whenever I read a phone review, the first thing i got to talk about is a camera because that's the first thing. But like the camera, what else are we seeing people kind of going, this is what I want to play with? Yeah, it's a great question. I think for the first time uh, we've seen video calls break into the top 10 used features. Um, so it's something that, as I said, when it came to S21 range that we've really kind of um, uh, provided for. The other thing I would say is the fitness apps. So fitness apps have grown um, in terms of in, in terms of actual use by uh, just under 10% across Europe in 2020. And we've seen a real surge in purchases of our wearable devices. And a lot of that is down to people wanting to, I suppose, use the time that they have now to uh, live a more healthier lifestyle and help and use their technology to help them do that. So we have just shy of 2 million smartphone customers in Ireland, something that we're really proud of. Um, we now have one in four of those actually have one other Samsung device, uh, be it uh, a wearable true wireless headset or a tablet. And we have now 230,000 of those customers are actively using Samsung Health, uh, which is our, our, our health and fitness application. So I would say, yeah, video calls and also um, health applications have really increased during COVID. Now, you mentioned the health applications. I've, I'm, I'm smiling here a little bit purely because like, I've managed to drop a bell size during COVID while doing no increased exercise in terms of the actual conscious exercise. And part of me is wondering, and that's basically because I've not been eating that much snacks, folks. I've been too bored to eat snacks. But part of the reason I'm, think, I'm asking that, Russell, beyond my diet, is that I'm thinking some people as well just want something to play with when they're on a walk. Is that, that's got to be also a bit of an interest as well, right? Absolutely. And I think people are also discovering what's around them as well. So they're using the kind of GPS on the devices, uh, using applications to recommend walks, and trails uh, to, to kind of hike as we are kind of forced outside. I mean, there's only so much screen time you can take during the day. And I think uh, the devices help us work when we're working, but they also help us for our downtime, whether that's listening to podcasts like this, listening to music, or just taking some of the calls on the road instead of uh, in front of the screen. And now we've talked a lot about sort of the various different products. And I want to talk to you about as a, as a business level, the family of products approach, because it's pretty embedded in what y'all do now. And we've obviously seen other companies do it as well. And pretty much if people have heard of a phone provider, the odds are that phone provider or for one of a better way of putting it, has a family of products approach now. So that's become sort of the industry-wide standard. But to explain sort of, you know, what it is and how you, how you, you benefit, but also how you can use it to benefit the customers, if you look at it from both senses, how does it help the overall business? In terms of handset sales? Well, I mean, in terms of just generally sort of, you know, growing Samsung's market share, I suppose. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. You know, I think the 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 ecosystem has been a, a huge, we see it as a huge opportunity in terms of retaining customers. They're far more likely to stick uh, to using Galaxy as a brand if they own an additional product in the ecosystem as well. So it's very important to us that the ecosystem is intuitive, it's easy to use, and we fix a lot of things, uh, a lot of challenges that people would have had before in terms of pairing products for the first time and just making them extremely easy to use and providing for all the services that customers want to use across all of those devices. The other thing I would say as well, and, and um, I, I hope I'm answering your question, but I think it's really important for us not just to be seen to be selling premium products, but also to be to be bringing the latest technology, and in this case, it's really 5G, to the largest uh, possible audience as possible, and really democratizing technology as much as we can. And that's not just a soundbite. Like we, we talk about 5G being the next you know, big um, enabler of technology for people at the moment. We have uh, 5G products in the market now for 300 euros. And later this year, they'll get even more aggressively priced as well. So it's something that we're really passionate about. We feel like the flag bearers of 5G. We have still have 
more 5G products than anybody else in Ireland. We launched the first handset, which was the S10 5G. And we've also launched the first, and I believe the only 5G tablet, which is the S7 Plus. So in terms of really driving our overall market share, as you mentioned, it's it's really by staying true to that, by really being at the coalface of the latest technology and bringing it to the widest audience possible. Well, as you could probably have guessed beforehand, Russell, I'm obviously going to ask you a bit about 5G now, because when you think about the build out of 5G in terms of the network, which is obviously not what you're building, but your devices are being used in the network, obviously, you know, it was it was built logically cities out, which is great when we're not in a pandemic. The problem is, you know, some people ain't living anywhere near a city right now, which they normally work in. And, like, you know, they aren't going anywhere near the city. So has that affected adoption in terms of people, you know, embracing the use of it, sort of that little bit slower reach of 5G network, so to speak, to where we thought people were going to be? And are we going to see it get more embraced this year despite the pandemic? Yeah, I, th- I think that's a really interesting point. You know, if we look at it, I mean, 2021 has to be the year of mass 5G adoption. Um, despite everything that's going on, we have it launched across three operators. The total population coverage is anywhere between 30 and 50 percent, according to the estimates that we've seen. I think you're right in terms of mobility has really been affected. But of course, we're, 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 we're all in our houses right now. But if we look at the projections around the vaccination rollout, um, I'd be very confident that you're going to see mass mobility later on this year. And 5G will be something that uh, will enable people to stay flexible in terms of how they're working at the moment like video calling for example is something that's really enabled by uh, 5g not just the the speed but also the the availability of bandwidth as well i think all research shows that people don't want to go back don't want to go back to the office uh, entirely after this so i think video calls are here to stay and 5g will be a big enabler of that i think also as well it's going to be a real cornerstone of future innovation if we look at the people who are using 5g in ireland at the moment the vast majority of them are under 35 so these are the real leaders and innovators of the future so getting them at uh, this technology now will really pave the way for really exciting projects down the line and so that's part of the challenge for the likes of samsung though with 5g in that some of the applications and like it's you hear from everybody who works in sort of the tech side of it is we don't know what those applications are going to be yet so as that younger cohort get creative and look at different ways to use it like how will you adapt to what i like to call the unknown unknowns yeah, well, absolutely. And I think, you know, all we can do is to continue to integrate it into our devices. We are one of the few companies that's really across 5G at every touch point, both in terms of chips, but also in terms of network technology and devices as well. As I mentioned, we see ourselves very much as the flag bearer for it. And, you know, we welcome competition in that space as well. It's great that there's more 5G choice out there, but I think it's really exciting. You know, it wasn't so long ago people were looking for applications for 5G. You know, we know it's coming. What can it do? I think every Everybody can see the strength and power of it. And um, all we can do is to continue to make it available in our devices at more aggressive price points and across a bigger variety of products. Now, the Cult of Connected knows I've got my little quirks and habits. And lately, I've been watching a lot of Columbo videos on YouTube just to kill some time. So I got just one more thing for you, Russell. And that is the S Pen is, of course, on the Ultra. So one, why did you decide to bring the S Pen to the S line away from the Note line? And should Note fans be worried? No, I think we're obviously still committed to the Note products. And what we're doing is just really widening the audience for the S Pen. The S Pen is a, a terrific device. I'm using one right now. And the, the, the beauty of this is now I can take the same S Pen from my tablet. S7 and use it on the S21 Ultra. Um, so you're just effortlessly going across devices. The Samsung uh, Notes function across all the devices uh, backs up and uh, across all your devices immediately as well. It's a, it's a fantastic feature. We want more people to use it. 
Um, and I think widening the, the audience for S Pen can only be a, a positive thing. So note fans, there you go. You can rest easy. Just because the S Pen is now in the S range doesn't mean you got to get stressed. Russell, this has been fantastic. Thanks for joining us on the show. If you want to learn more about you and what you do, where should they go? Me and myself, I'm across everything. So LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. But I'm, as I said, the head of sales for uh, IM division in Samsung. And uh, our website, of course, is samsung.com. Russell Keating, thanks very much for joining us here on Connected. As ever, Connected is brought to you in association with Dell Technologies Ireland. And our producer is Jack O'Kennedy. We'll be back next week with another episode, but until next time, I'll keep being Emmett Ryan.